he's, he's definitely about that reefer he, life. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Shut up and blow me! Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm me, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Thank you for listening to episode 136 of the program. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, you can do that. You can dial us up via email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. It's always a fun way to interact. Um, as I always say, and I know you guys think you're too cool for Facebook, but Facebook is a really good way to get the kind of content that you like all delivered in one place. Like, All those broads from high school that are annoying, you just hide them. You don't have to have them in your feed. But what you do have to have in your feed is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast Facebook page. Um, That is a way to get a hold of information that you may not hear on the show. And then, of course, iTunes. Somebody hit me up today on how how to listen on Android. I don't know. I know some of you guys do that. I'm I'm Stitcher. I know we're on Stitcher and we're on other places. We're in the Microsoft store and we're in the Google Play store. We're in like most places. Um, But I know for sure we are on iTunes and that is that is like the best place to do your thing. Um, So if you can go there and make a review, do a review, do a rating um, let people know you're there. I want to look at the reviews right now here. I haven't done this in a while. Um, there's some, you know, some of the regulars are there, but I want to see like the new reviews. How do I do that? Let's see, this is where you, you got to plan to do this stuff first. I don't know. Go there, review the show, rent, give it five stars, all that. And then of course, patreon.com. That's a way that you can really show us that you're a fan, that you really like this show. And I'm not going to make you buy a t-shirt or anything like that. Just go to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle and give us a dollar. Give us a dollar per show or $2 or $5, whatever you feel comfortable giving. We certainly appreciate. Help us keep this thing rolling right along the baller lifestyle podcast. Joining me now, dear friend, co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well, but... (laughs) I'm also, I've also got a problem that I know it's it's my problem. Mm, um, this doesn't have to do with my white jeans or my rings or anything. No, no, no. Okay. This is with I, me. I'm saying it's mm, my problem. Okay. Um, I've read a couple of his books. I like the subject matter of his podcast, but I had to stop listening to Malcolm Gladwell's. Revisionist History oh, Podcast. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the dude's voice creeps me the fuck out. He sounds like a serial killer who's, like, talking to his bound and gagged victims before he murders them. It's it's so creepy the way that guy talks. I I have to be honest. I He's 
not my favorite and, but he's okay. But I had not really heard him speak. And this is how dumb I am. I always assumed yeah. he was British. He's Canadian, right? Yeah, I think he's Canadian, but he's got... He's a subject. He's a subject of... Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, the way he writes about sports seems like a British person who's, like, viewing sports for the first time. But... Also, he's called Malcolm. Malcolm. He's called Malcolm. But there's some interesting subjects, and I was like, I I tried to gut it out. I I mean, he's probably done 12, 15 of these. I listened to, like, two and a half, and one was about, like... Uh, why people don't shoot granny style, even though it's more effective. Like right. Will Chamberlain when he had the hundred point game, but he talks like this. I was saying, I don't and like that. now, and now I will cut your entrails out and weave them into a wicker basket. <laughs> That's I've awful. Watch, like like I've Hannibal been Lecter. Watching you sleep for the past eighteen months <laughs> without you knowing it. Now I want to make sure you never wake up. It's it's all stuff like that, but when he's talking about it, he's like, Will Chamberlain, a Greek god, sculptured into a basketball player. And it's like, ugh! It's really, like, just creepy. Yeah, that's very that's very over the top. Why didn't and, they? Because it's embarrassing to shoot grannies. Like, Will Chamberlain in his 100-point well, game. Well, his point was, he, and, his point, and his point yeah. is totally valid. He, he, Rick Barry was on there, and Rick Barry's like, I don't know why anybody, people don't like me. I'm a good guy. And it's like, nobody liked that dude. He's the biggest but, asshole in the world, but he's right. But he's like, Will Chamberlain could have added like eight points to his per game average. Yeah. He, that 100, he averaged 50 a, uh, a game that one year, and he was shooting granny, the 100 point game, because he, he shot like an incredible free throw percentage. And then after that, he's like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Um, but it's just I I know it's my problem because I like you know digging into history and weird yeah. stuff, but I can't listen to a creepy voice. Yeah, I might have to check it um, out. I've really gotten into hardcore history, Dan Carlin's hardcore yeah. history. Yeah, I um, I listened. I didn't. His most recent one is about like the uh, the Spartans and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like yeah, the, I listened to the whole thing about uh, World War One. For yeah. the, on the road to Armageddon, that was pretty awesome. Totally that guy's good. got a really creepy good. voice too, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can I can go with it. Uh, and one quick recommendation: it's it's way overdue because it's like in its third or fourth season. But I fucking love the Eric Andre show. Yeah, have you ever seen that Adult Swim? No, he's insane. He's oh. he's you know, very funny. I saw him. I saw him in an elevator not that long ago, and I was so fucking drunk. That I just couldn't process. I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere, and he and it was just awkward. <laughs> Probably I not just, for him. He's odd. He's just he's so he's insane. so weird. Yeah, and like it's one of those things. He throws a in a 10 minute show because it's it's one of those 15 minute blocks, and it, including the commercials. So maybe it's a 10 minute show, and he will throw like 60 things out there. And it's moving so fast and so many crazy things that it kind of works. Like, you know, there'll be a guest trying – like sometimes he gets guests that don't get the show and yes. they'll be talking seriously. Yeah. And then he'll have this guy dressed up with – covered in macaroni and cheese and dressed like the Daft Punk and he's Kraft Punk and he's throwing slices of cheese at like at like an actress who doesn't realize it. Like he'll just do crazy things. Yeah. And it's – you know, he went to a laundromat and people are just, people are like just doing their laundry and it's like a hidden camera. It's sort of jackassish. And then he'll just pop out of one of the dryers naked when people are doing their laundry and they're like, ah. 
I, but I, I I've been know, meaning to watch that. He um he was on he did a Mark Marin WTF and I found him very funny and yeah. interesting. Everything and every time I see him on a show or hear him on a podcast, um, I'm always like, I need to, I need to be more into, th- I need to watch this guy's show. And I never, I never, yeah, I it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it's worth just checking out. He's, it's, it's going to be insane. You watch 10 minutes and you're going to be like five of that was horrendous. And five of it was hilarious. Yeah, totally. I'm in, I'm all in. That's, that's my favorite thing. I like short and weird. I don't, I, I lose attention if I can see what's coming and if I don't know what's coming, that that's what I'm interested in. That's like that's how to get me in. Um, all right, cool. Anything else? That's all. Um, here I found our I found our iTunes reviews. Uh, this guy just says this agent forty five eighty seven, very entertaining. I highly recommend this podcast. Well, that's a good review. Well, thank you. It's a it's a positive review. He didn't he didn't have to spend a lot of time right. on it. Good for him. That's exactly right. But I will say this: that's our most recent review and that's on September 5th which is a couple of weeks ago but the next most recent review is from someone called Dino Contemporary hashtag team current episode also a five star rating which I appreciate but that one's from July 22nd I cannot speak highly enough of this show the cast is hilarious their takes on pop culture are something everyone needs to hear and aspire to their hetero non-homophobic commentary on the male anatomy is enlightening their bachelor coverage got me hooked on my first reality show ever (laughs) wishing nothing but the best and more exposure for the baller lifestyle now that is a fantastic review but I need to know why the three month chasm in between Dino Contemporary and the agent 4587 well, how about how about the one before that? I'm looking. Yes, somebody calls me a young old man. Oh, that's true. Yes. Oh, oh, Chris in L.A. Chris in L.A. is a good dude. He's a Kings fan. I know him. In a podcast world that is filled with blandness and blowhards, that's the truth. The baller lifestyle is a breath of fresh air. Brian Beckner's legendary snark and brutal honesty are on full display here. I fucking love this guy. Ed Daly, <laughs> misspelled, is a young old man who should be president. Whoa, Ed. <laughs> wow. Kate always brings it home with Fancy Pop. Podcast goes by so fast. Always a good sign. Subscribe. Oh, Chris, you're Thank, a man. Thanks. Thanks for all the kind words. But it, even if it's Agent 4587, yeah. just just write like five words. Just go there. Just just give yeah. us the five stars and five words. It'll help. It'll help when during searches when you get higher Reading. I must have mentioned it in July because we got a bunch, a bunch of guys, a bunch of the regulars went there. Funniest podcast there is. Uh, there's a bunch of people went there in July, and then before that it was April. So point is, go there. These are good. I'm gonna start reading these more. So go there, and maybe I'll read yours because these I, I'm enjoying this. I should have been doing this the whole time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of correspondence, let's let's hear from our listeners. We have email. What's the plural? Yeah. What's the plural of email? Is it email or is it emails? Emails. It's right? emails, right? Or or is it no? Is it just email like like sheep and sheep? I feel yeah. I see. I don't know. I feel I feel I like think it's it might wrong. be sheep and yeah. No, I think it's like sheep. I think it's just that's that's. Is it is it like one of those things where like pe- people say octopi? Octopi technically wrong. It's actually octopuses. The plural of octopus is octopuses, but. I didn't even know that. Yes, but people have been saying octopi for so long that it's now they're interchangeable. Now they're both acceptable. 
when actually octopi, not the actual plural of octopus, which is You animals have butchered the English language. That's true. Yeah. Shame on you. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it. Uh, Okay, email. What was with all the gross talk on this episode? The topic of ahem, poop, you know I hate that word, was brought up three times. Sick! Another term that bothers me when it is used is foodie. I feel like I need a hot shower after I hear it. Keep up the good work. Oh, he continues. Actually, this was two. I combined into one. He had more. I see Kevin Spacey didn't bring his mom this year to the Emmys, but brought his (laughs) young, handsome, quote, manager instead. Is this a confirmation of his song and dance man status? Hashtag allegedly. Hashtag throws like a girl. Oh, that's a little much right there. Uh, That is from (laughs) Pete Shalitsky. Uh, Your thoughts, Ed? Well, yeah, we've, we've both said many times, like, we're, we're, we're pro-gay. It, it doesn't, oh, it really base. doesn't bother us whatsoever. Yeah. But there, there's something weird about how I love when people come out of the closet, whether it's surprising to me or mm-hmm. confirming what right. I thought. Yes. So I do like when people come out of the closet. I mean, I think everybody knows he's a friend of Dorothy, though, right? I, I mean, that's I, yes. not... I think that but, is understood, yes. I mean, he brought his mom to the to the Oscars like before people really, you know, before he really had heat. It's one thing. DiCaprio taking his mom, it's like, well, he's just giving his dick a, a night off. Right. Kind of thing. Right, cuz he's got because, like, he's everybody got so knows many. he's a legendary coxman, but like when you don't know what's what's going on and you take your mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the tip to, of the cap. I'm, I'm the same way. Like we live is it's so weird. To think that it's it's now legal. It's the law of the land that gay people can get married. Gay marriage, law of the land. And but it was only what last year that it became the law. It seems like it was a hundred years ago because it's just such an archaic thing to think of. Oh, gay people couldn't get married before. That just seems like maybe in the fifties. I mean, that can't be recent. And I feel the same way. Like. Nobody cares who's gay anymore. You can totally be gay. It's not going to affect you one way or the other. But also, you, I, you have to respect people's personal deal. Like, it's who you have sex with or who you like to have sex with. That's that's your thing. And if you don't want to tell people, you don't have to, right? Right. Yeah, I. it's – like I said, I, I'm totally cool with any choice you make or if it's yes. just to keep it to yourself. But if someone does come out – I, I do enjoy the news. Not not in uh, any way that like, hmm, that's interesting. I don't I don't really find a lot of celebrity news interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I do find coming out of the closet stories interesting. I know I know what you're saying, and I feel like a burden is lifted. Like I feel a relief for the yeah, person. Yeah, I feel like a good for them. Like when yeah. uh, Anderson Cooper came out. Totally. It was like good for him. He's yeah. finally you know like he he's not nobody's whispering about him. Like sure. He's just him. When, good for him. When our guy Bob Bobarino. Vincent Vega, when he eventually right. makes it known to the world, what we all know already, right? Uh, that will be a big relief uh, to, to, for the rest of us. And I still got, yes. I still got money. I, I got money on uh, Seth Meyers. So oh, right. he's married. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. So is so is Barbarino. That's true. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. They, they both have, they both have children, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I just yes. get that vibe. Interesting. That vibe. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's called gaydar. So so if if he comes out, I'm going to be happy and be like, yeah, totally. I did know that. Totally. But I'm not going to be like, 
oh my god like like i i'm cool with people being gay i just i for some reason i find it an interesting tidbit um, I haven't watched. You bring up Seth Myers. Oh, real quick. Um, let, let's put a button on this email because yeah. there's one thing I wanted to bring up. This, oh, the foodie thing? Yeah, Pete Shalitsky hates the term foodie, and I dislike it as well. Um, I dislike it as well, yes. I don't want to – I never call myself a foodie. I don't – I've never – I never have used that term unless I'm reading an email. Uh, but I did – somebody in my um, – in a group text I'm a part of, a, a guy – Someone that people might know, someone that may have just been on a bonus episode of this podcast, he Uh used the word, in a text, he used the word, hubby. No. Hubby, like as in someone's husband, hubby. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know men ever use that term. No, hubby, wifey, not in on those. Oh, wifey, no. Just say the person's name, or just say, or just say his husband, or her husband. Yeah. His wife. Like, wow. This hubby. You're not even shortening the syllables. Yes. Ex- yeah, it's just as, yeah, it's just, hubby. Yeah, it's just a, a kooky way to say it. Oh, so what I was going to say, Seth Myers. I haven't watched the thing, but I just saw that Seth Myers like took a hard stance against Trump after that huge pussy, Jimmy Fallon, had him on his show and acted like a real bitch. Um, and I feel like I, so I haven't watched the Seth Meyers bit yet, but that, that excites me that somebody is finally coming at late night with a bit of an edge. Would, would you agree? Yeah. Have, have you seen that clip uh, yet? I haven't seen that. I did see the headline, but, yeah. uh, I saw Samantha B just destroyed She's great. him. Yeah. She, she'll she go after him yep. for the same reason. Yep. It just showed like a montage of all the questions he asked him and ruffling his hair. And it's like, it's absurd. Yeah. It just, just. Don't have the, like, okay, you don't do that kind of show. Just don't have political guests on then. Just don't. Right. Really. You can't say, I don't give that kind of interview. Yeah. Like, well, then then don't. Yeah. Don't have him on. And I think he did the same but, uh, thing with Hillary. And what it's just, it's just so, he, he's such a fugazi. I just not, not a fan of his at all. And you posted on the, uh, we posted on the, uh, the Facebook page. I don't know if it was last week or this week, but the, the Letterman. Uh, yeah. There you go. Clip. That that's that's how a real right. real man handles. That's that how one. you do it. That's exactly how you do it. You don't give. Le- Letterman gave zero fucks, and we need more guys that don't. And John Stewart gave no fucks either. And we need right. more guys like that that don't give a fuck because that's that's more compelling. That's more real. Um, speaking of people that don't give a fuck, this this Kurt Schilling Ed, he was he was making two and a half million bucks doing Sunday Night Baseball, and he just could not stop posting pro-Nazi, anti-immigrant memes on his fucking Facebook wall. Multiple warnings. Like, it was like, you can't do that. Or then he got, like, suspended for a few days, and he couldn't stop until the the job was gone. Two and a half million bucks a year. And he was doing, like, what, Sunday night baseball? So he was, like, working, like, 30 days a year? Yes, and and this is, and this this is the story here. This is after the guy had fucking blown his whole wad on a video game company. What's going on with that? Well, the AP reported that uh, your your friend Table for One Shilling and the the other former 38 Studios, and 38 was his number, so he had 38 Studios. So gay. The executives have reached a... $2.5 $2.5 million settlement with the Rhode Island Commerce Corp over his failed video game studio. In 2010, uh, the state of Rhode Island guaranteed a $75 million loan to entice the then Massachusetts-based 38 Studios to relocate to Rhode Island, where they promised to create 450 jobs. 
Less than two years later, the studio was bouncing checks, and eventually the entire staff was laid off and the company filed for bankruptcy. Um, Kurt, who claims he lost $50 million of his own money on his failed video game studio and says he will tell the citizens of Rhode Island the real story eventually. Oh, yeah. I love the Um, real story guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like OJ's looking for the real killer. Yes, exactly. Um, I guess it's, for the most part, settled. You know, banks and people handling it, but there's no more lawsuits. But, Brian, now that this uh, nightmare is coming to an end, the question begs to be asked, who's most at fault here? A dickhead ex-ball player who loves posting hateful memes or the smallest state in the union who determined it was a good idea to get into bed with a meathead ex-jock claiming to be a video game visionary who could create 450 jobs? Yeah, um, Rhode Island, this is the ultimate case of a, of a state that it's a it's a jock sniffing state rhode island which mm-hmm. is basically a suburb of boston they right. uh, they're big red sox fan and here's this red sox hero with his fake bloody sock and he's like i'm not uh, yeah i was a pitcher but also i'm a video game visionary and they're like fuck here's 75 million bucks we want to get in business with kurt Schilling. there's no way you forgot yeah yeah you forgot that uh yeah you forgot i also had a bloody sock yeah i'm the bloody sock guy i'm i'm a hero i you know we broke the curse whatever like there's there's a separation like you can't idolize these guys from one space to the next that's why you don't really want to know what these guys are like personally they just watch them on the field because they're probably a pretty big asshole otherwise you there's no there's there was no reason to believe that he was good at these video games and and People that know, the people that are in the know about video games said the, the, the game they were trying to make was like 10 years behind the curve in terms <laughs> of, I think he was doing like trying to do like a Call of Duty, like first person shooter war thing. And it was just like, it was destined to fail. But the, the, whoever was in charge in Rhode Island is probably a fucking season ticket holder. And they, they just love the socks. Right. <laughs> How about, uh. Yeah, and and how about the uh, the fact that he is uh, he's still posting he's like after he got fired he's still posting the memes and stuff like he's he can't get hired doing this. No, the only thing I can think is that he's making a play for like Fox News or maybe he thinks there's a there's oh yeah a he's going to run for office or something. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah he he fancies himself a real genius and that you know it's going to be yeah. a great campaign move when the opponent just says hey what did you do to the state of Rhode Island? Yeah. And then <laughs> yes. He's like ah uh, talk talk about your previous business ventures. Like how <laughs> might, might be time to talk about the real story, Kurt. What have you done in your post baseball career that <laughs> that is of note? Uh, okay, what's what's going on at the University of New Hampshire? Assuming that's a real place. <laughs> yeah. Earlier this year, quirky former University of New Hampshire librarian Robert Morin passed away at the age of seventy-seven. The odd but loved Morin ate a regular breakfast of Fritos and Coke, which probably explains how a 77-year-old looked like 120 in the picture. Um, He drove the same 92 Plymouth to work every day, read in chronological order every book published in the United States between 1930 and 38, excepting only textbooks, (laughs) children's books, and cookbooks. What? (laughs) He watched approximately uh, 22,000 movies, which is three a day. And uh, but what was remarkable about this story is that he left his entire life savings to the university. 
And Brian, how much do you think the frugal librarian could have banked in his 50 years as a librarian? Uh, 50 years. He's working at a university. He was probably, by the end, he was probably pulling like 75 grand a year. He, he's living pretty comfortably in what I can only picture was a one-bedroom apartment somewhere in New Hampshire, which couldn't have been more than like seven, 800 bucks a month. I'm going to say this guy retired with a nice little nest egg of about 230 grand. He left the school $4 million. What? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he left it all to the school. He went there, and then he, I mean, he graduated and then just became their librarian, I think. Um, now, what, what do you think, now that school has had a little time to d- digest, what do you think they're, gonna plan, they're planning on doing with the... Uh, the lover of books and movies, money. Oh, they're probably, well, they're going to probably invest it in the library. You see, the library now, these days, everything's online. So you have to you have to get into new media, and it's not so much books. You want to have a good collection of books, but you want to be able to ha- have your students come in and get to the internet and find the stuff they need. So they're probably going to add on to the library and maybe name it after this dude. Yeah, yeah, well... They did name something after him. They gave they they put up a bench outside the library and put his name on it. Four million dollars, huh? But then they're going to put up a million dollar scoreboard for their their FCS football team. What? <laughs> now, Brian, my question. I have two questions here. Uh, did you know New Hampshire had a football team? Yes, I did. And if so, what is their nickname? I don't know their nickname, but I only know that they had a football team because um, Chip Kelly used to be the coach. That's right. That's right. I That's would right. never have known that, except that it was uh, the story of Chip Kelly is always like, where did this guy come from? He was the coach of University of New Hampshire before he went to Oregon. So that's the only reason I know. I am going to guess um, New Hampshire, it's woods, it's up, way up in the north. I am going to say the Lumberjacks, the New Hampshire uh, Lumberjacks. You're already being too clever. What's the most hackneyed nickname in oh, college? Okay, in it's Brooklyn? either it's one of two things. It's either the Bulldogs or the Huskies. Oh no, you missed the other one, Wildcats. Oh yeah, of course, Wildcats. <laughs> Eagles are up there too. Wildcats. Like what? Do you, what do you, even is a Wildcat? Wild? It's a Wildcat. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crummy. That poor librarian thought he was really, like, socking money away to to cause real change instead of a football team that never appears on TV. Just shocked he didn't leave it to his bride. His his loving wife of 50 years. What what would you like for uh, breakfast? Uh, Well, I've got Fritos and I've got Coke. I'm I'm busy reading the collected works of... I don't know anybody that wrote in between. Herman Melville. Yeah, th- I don't, 30, no, that was no, that was in the 1800s. Yes, I don't know. Thirty-two to 30 38. to thirty-eight. L. Frank Baum, yes. right? Was that? <laughs> the the early works of George Orwell, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ed. What this is the kind yeah. of story I like getting into. This is yeah, this is yeah. something I know about. Hit me. In a recent interview, U.S. Olympic shot put gold medalist Ryan Krauser. Uh, he's in a he's a big dude. With an intense diet, and in the interview, he revealed that he downs about six thousand calories a day. That's a lot, even while he's not training. Yeah, which doesn't seem like a good idea. No, pretty sure you got to train when you're putting that on. Yeah. Um, then the interviewer probed for the more important question: How much do you drink, and how many beers can you drink? And uh, 
He said, well, it depends on the type of beer. If it's something easy like a Bud Light, I can take down a 12-pack and still have an effective workout the next morning. Wow. Now, Brian, two questions. One, since when is bragging about drinking Bud Light a point of pride? Um, yeah, agreed. And two, how many beers could you drink without a hangover? Oof, um, well, it depends on if, you know, when your age starts with a four, I would even say like mid-30s. You hit your mid-30s and it's all of a sudden, like people say this and you're young and you're like, oh yeah, you're just a pussy. But no, it really, like alcohol really has a much stronger effect and you have to really pick your spots because if I don't get a fair amount of sleep after drinking, I'm not going to say I'm hung over, but if I have tired, yeah, if I have three beers the night before three good beers and I don't get like a full eight hours of sleep, I'm not, I'm not going a hundred percent in the morning. I wouldn't say I'm hung over, but I'm definitely feeling the effects of having had three beers the night before. Mm, I don't, I've, I'd say until my mid thirties, I had like zero hangovers. Oh, you like son just of a bitch. Like it just didn't didn't hurt me. Yeah. But still, booze is what gives me the, yeah, the hangover. Sure. I mean, I don't I don't drink wine pretty much because I only get hangovers when I drink wine. Yeah. But uh, beer, I can I can handle beer. I mean, I could probably. I mean, if we are talking like Bud Light or one yeah. of the you know, shitty stadium beers, right. I I probably could could do six and not feel it the next day but 12 seems seems like a lot i would need a significant cash incentive to have to drink 12 bud lights i <laughs> like i and i'm not i'm not saying i can't drink bad beer i can drink bad beer i can drink coors light i can drink even miller light if it's really cold uh, I can drink regular Budweiser, Pabst Blue Ribbon, um, any of those. Any of your cheaper Takati, your shittier Mexican beers, I can put those down, no problem. Uh, Bud Light is so foul to me. It's, it's it's so gross. I cannot drink one. Somebody somebody bought me one at Wrigley Field this summer, like by accident or just because they're like, hey, I got an extra beer. And I it was such a struggle to put it down. And like I said, I'm no pussy when it comes to drinking beer. I like bad beer. Uh, but Bud Light is just, I just cannot drink it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Seems weird that he would brag about it. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well, you know what's weird is that uh, uh, is that the United States won the gold medal in shot put. It's also weird that they're interviewing him when it's not summer. Uh, it's not August anymore. So, like, I thought we forgot about Olympians until yes. twenty twenty. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't think they were allowed to interview well, those guys. They anymore. try to hang on those those gymnasts. Those little wee gymnasts show up everywhere. It's and you know you know who who hangs on a long time. That Apollo Ono, yeah, in, uh, Winter Olympics. He's, that guy, yes, he will scratch and claw until it's like, no, we're not in Olympic season anymore. Don't get me going on Antonio Apollo Ono. First of all, the, that soul patch. The guy's a Winter Olympian. He does. I only recently learned he doesn't do figure skating. He does speed skating, but which is the one. It's the be- hang on. It is the be- it's the best kind of skating though because they're always yes. tripping each other. They are always tripping each other, but. Also, they go slow for eight ninths of the race. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that part. It's a weird they, Olympic sport. They only sprint on the very last lap. They go slow. They take turns leading. They're like, "Hey, you get in the front. I don't want to get in the front. You get in the front." They take turns leading, and then at the last, the very last possible second, they all race for the finish line. And the and, all- and the Korean guy takes out the other three guys. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's always a huge collision. Weird sport. How do you get into that? I mean, he's unfortunately I know this. Antonio Ono is from um, Seattle, so that that must be a, a ice skating hotbed. But I would guess it's. Uh, I yeah, I would guess it's a failed speed skater like regular kind. Do you have right? Do you do you have a yes? Do you have a rink in Hoboken? You must. No, no rink. No, I've I've Hoboken's small, is, like yeah. in, in just physical size. So, but I I would bet there's one in the town next to me. But right. New New York, uh, I mean, I'll I take the kids to the outdoor sure, rink in, rock in, in thirty winter rock, time yeah. in New York. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get it. Uh, it's you know. Uh, okay. Before we move on, Ed, we talked about yeah. this last week, but we need to revisit the good news from our friends at Herman Marshall Whiskey because they are now available. They're extending our reach. You know, we talk about our fans doing things that are important to us, like going on to our iTunes and reviewing the show, rating the show. But there is something else you can do. And we've done it because Herman Marshall whiskey, because of our listeners is now available in Oklahoma and Louisiana because of the power of this show, you guys and your steadfast support of Herman Marshall whiskey, the pe- the good people that know good whiskey in Oklahoma and Louisiana said, Hey, we want Herman Marshall too. So now when you're in New Orleans and you order a delicious Sazerac cocktail, you can get it with that incredible Herman Marshall Texas rye. And now after, after big game Bob gags another one or Central Michigan Hail Marys, the cowpokes, the good citizens of Oklahoma can temper their pain with a smooth glass of Herman Marshall Texas bourbon. And even though the Baller Lifestyle podcast is using our considerable reach to get Herman Marshall whiskey outside of Texas, it's still always going to be grain to glass Texas. Distilled in Texas from Texas corn and crystal clear East Texas water. See for yourself and grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress. Next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, grain to glass, guys. Herman Marshall whiskey. Smooth. Texas whiskey. Well, Herman Marshall is our favorite Herman. That's that's true. That's but a, I do have a little game about some other Hermans. Okay, Munster is Munster involved? No, yeah. I was going to, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was running long. Two on the nose. Uh, which Herman said it? Okay, Herman Melville. Oh. He wrote Moby Dick, correct? Yes. It's a very difficult book to read. I I can honestly yeah. say I've not read it. It's very hard to read. Herman Cain. He ran, that guy ran, he for, ran president. for president and he was, he was actually in the, there's a thing that Republicans do where they get, where they find a conservative black guy and they're, and Republicans are like, Hey, He's look, the one. I'm not racist. Cause I like this guy. And then you get, you get the, uh, who was the guy this year? Ben. Carson. Carson. You get, you find out he's insane or Herman Cain who I think was like a CEO of like Domino's pizza or something. Yeah. Little Caesars. I think he, little Caesars. He turns out to be a major groper. So <laughs> thanks for bringing. Yes, Her- 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 Herman Melville, Herman Cain, Herman, 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 Herman Gehring, the Nazi. Oh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Herm Edwards, football. Coach. Okay, he's very outspoken. All right, I'm going to give you the quote. You just say one of those four names. 
All right. Okay. Would you rather have butter or guns? Guns make us powerful. Butter makes us fat. Kane, Herman Kane. That's Gehring, the Nazi. Oh, of course. Shit. A Turns out butter doesn't plan. make you fat, by the way. Okay, continue. A goal without a plan is a wish. Um, mm, see, that sounds like the Nazi to me, Gehring. That's Herm Edwards. Wow, wow. I like him. He gets me pumped up. He's on ESPN. I like, I, he does a good job. Yeah. Better sleep with a sober cannibal than a drunken Christian. That, see, that's very confusing. That's got to be the Moby Dick guy, Herman <laughs> Melville. Right. Yes. <laughs> Melville. All right. We need a leader, not a reader. Uh, we need a le- Well, that rhymes. That's Herman Cain. You're right. Yes. All right. Education is dangerous. Every educated person is a future enemy. Ooh, interesting. Mm, that sounds like the Nazi. Gehring. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gehring. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> The more toppings a man has on his pizza, I believe the more manly he is. Because the more manly man is not afraid of abundance. A manly man don't want it piled high with vegetables. He would call that a sissy pizza. Well, well, that's obviously Herman Cain. And I would say this. There's a tipping point with pizza. There can be too many toppings. Yeah, you can go too far. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, I got two more. And when they ask me who is the president of Ubeki Becky Becky Stan, I'm going to say, you know, I don't know. Do you know? And then I'm going to say, how's that going to create one job? Obviously, Herman Cain. <laughs> He's great. I miss that guy. Yeah. And then the last one, you play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. <laughs> I've, I've heard that's like a soundbite. That's Herm Edwards. <laughs> yeah. There's our Hermans, uh, but our favorite Herman. Herman Marshall. Herman Marshall. Of course. Oh, outstanding. That was a good game. I like that. Herman Melville, mm-hmm. by the way, is like a... The great grandfather or great grand uncle, maybe of of um, recording no, n- notable vegan electronic artist Moby. That's how he got that. <laughs> that's name. a we- that, that's a weird. Oh that's my why God. I think Moby's real name is Richard Melville, but he gave himself the wow. DJ name Moby because he's related <laughs> to the guy that wrote Moby wow. Dick. I know uh, the story behind Melville is like that book is one of those books that was discovered way after the fact. Oh, so he died a pauper. No, he was like working at the customs office. Like it was he was not I think maybe like yet 20 years after he quit reading and writing. Then all of a sudden people discovered it. But like, yeah, he could not keep the writing career going. That's like Bukowski. Bukowski worked at the San Pedro post office. (laughs) Uh, okay, Ed. Yes. Some guy hit me. Well, I talked about this earlier. Some guy hit me up today about how to subscribe to the show on an Android. And of course, I have no clue because I'm an iPhone person. And of course. I don't believe I associate with any Androiders, although I can think of one, Jason Stewart. And Ed, I've always been confident in my Apple brand loyalty, but especially of late since people are having their faces scorched by the new Samsung Galaxy 7, which has been recalled because the batteries tend to spontaneously combust. Oh, man. And on Thursday, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission issued a recall of the new Samsung phones, saying that the defective Note 7 batteries had been linked to 26 reports of burns and 55 reports of property damage, including fires in cars and a garage. 
I thought these spontaneously combusting batteries were just exclusively the domain of um, vape pens, <laughs> vape wands. But I also feel like the vape community and the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 Venn diagram is just a perfect That's circle. right. Yeah. Dark circle. Yeah. Uh, the recall followed numerous recent reports, including one last Tuesday when Port St. Lucie, Florida... Police officers responded to a report of a car fire in a residential neighborhood in the southern Florida Beach City. They found the vehicle fully engulfed in flames. Supposedly, the Samsung Note 7 was in the cup holder. But, Ed, I mean, let's be honest. Is How shocking is it to see a car on fire in Florida? I feel like that's every other block. <laughs> If you went to if you went like half half a mile in Florida without seeing a car on fire, that would be the cause for alarm. Yeah, you'd be like, "Am I in Georgia now? Am I in Alabama?" Yeah, because I haven't seen a Maybe car. Maybe I walked too far. Yeah, um, I I think it it must be a really horrible feeling as your car is on in flames because of your cell phone to think like when you woke up that morning, all you were trying to accomplish is get through the day with people <laughs> knowing you had exactly. had that Samsung exactly. That's exactly right. You like like try to have like a real wide grip on the phone anytime you're holding it, so nobody knows it's what what you're holding. I just just before you just before you said that, I jotted down a note and I said, "Isn't having your face catch fire still the least embarrassing thing about having a non iPhone phone?" <laughs> it reminds me, uh, uh, just a couple days ago, or maybe yeah, yesterday, Norm Macdonald was on Stern yeah. and he was talking about how he was talking with a friend about how weird it is to be. Uh, you know, to used to be a fan of Bill Cosby's comedy, yeah. and now it's on. He goes, my friend said to me, the worst part of it is like the hypocrisy of it all. And then I said, you know what? That's like not even the thousandth worst part of the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norm, the worst part is the raping, yes. and then the second worst part is the drugging, <laughs> and, the, and the third worst part is the scheming. And he just goes through the whole thing. Uh, Norm, Norm's the best. Uh, Norm, that reminds me, Norm, uh, he had not done, Norm has a podcast, but he does it infrequently. And I don't, oh, yeah. He, he hadn't, just stopped for a while. He hadn't done one in like two years, and then suddenly there's a new, he interviewed Stephen Merchant, and it was it was very funny. Norm's thing is doing bad jokes now, and it's it's so funny to me. Uh, oh. He just makes me laugh. I love that guy. Yeah, he did He did a great one on Stern, and yeah. it took nine minutes. He, tells, he did the same. I saw that yesterday. Yesterday online, and then he did. Then I listened to his podcast, and he did the same joke in his podcast, and it's amazing. So funny. Uh, oh, okay, Ed. Well, of all the failings in my life, <clears throat> there's one yeah. that sticks out for me the most. And yeah. Of course, I'm talking about never getting the chance to bang one of my high school teachers. Mm. These days, it's a rite of passage. If you haven't boned Mrs. Damaris in your junior year civics class, you're a huge loser. But Ed, in my fantasy, the teacher is hot and she romances me a bit. Like, I want to be wined and dined a little bit. I need to be chased. Well, and also she's hot. Apparently, some fuggo called Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson (laughs) in Canada wasn't trying to keep it sexy when she asked one of her students, quote, why don't you lick me where I fart? Oh my goodness, that is the least appealing thought ever. If you saw her, yes. I mean, it's a gross statement. It's a gross statement if she's really hot. Yes. It's just a gross a way off. to talk. Yeah. 
But she she looks like a stunt double. Yeah, she looks like the kind of person that would use that kind of language and just keep on going. <laughs> like, no big deal. Where does she live? Ontario. The, I'm not sure oh. if she's in the greater Toronto area or not. She looks she looks like Calgary to me. Yeah, she de- yeah, she looks like the middle part. Yeah. Like the middle. Most all of Canada, most everyone in Canada lives on the border somewhere, the border with us. But so then you go up a little bit and there's still people up in the upper areas, but there's a little we have Canadian listeners. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh okay, one more Ed. Yep. Um Japan. Once in a while, it was Japan. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and the girl that cuts my hair was telling me she's going to Japan. I was very jealous. This, this is one place I've never been that I, I'm deeply interested in going because it's, it seems like it's the future there. Like it's like it's bl- like Blade yeah. like Blade Runners going on over there. Like everything's different, and the food's weird, and the people are weird, and just everything's just seems odd there. And I want to go there, but also yeah, I'd like to go there. It's the future, but also it's a fucking ancient culture. So you get you, yeah, they're weird. Yeah, they're weird. Well, Ed, apparently, no one is having sex in Japan, <laughs> according to. So if they, if it is the future, there's not enough room in those drawers for the if, businessman, if, right? If, yes. <laughs> they just go. They just go to those bars where the where the waitresses have to hug you a lot. Like that's what they're into. Oh yeah, what what are they called? Uh, uh, Something bar. Yeah, yeah, it does end end in bar. I don't know what they're called either. Uh, Okay, according to the Japan Times, in a survey of Japanese people age 18 to 34, which is right, which is in the wheelhouse for banging, like 18 to 34 (laughs) is prime sexing years. I would say that's that's probably 80% of the sexing years. Yeah, well, it says here around 42% of men and 44.2% of women admitted that they were virgins. What was the percentage again? 42% of men that responded to the survey between the ages of 18 and 34, nearly half, Ed, and (laughs) even more women, 44.2%, have never got it on, had never had sexual intercourse. They are virgins. Oh, my God. Do you think it's like that Mormon girl in your high school that's like, oh, no, I'm a virgin, but she'd blown like 57 dudes? That's right. She's having a, uh, a, a lipstick party. Right, right. With, with all the boys. It's just only, it's just that one spot that God's keeping an eye on. <laughs> the other ones, I remember one of the first porns I ever saw. Yeah. It was straight to anal because it was like, I'm keeping my virginity, and then there's this whole you know storyline back back when we found my dad, my uh, not my dad's, my friend's dad's tapes, and we're like, geez, what's your dad in? Yeah, that is, that is, um, yeah, that's a little odd. Although, I mean, that's like that's a storyline I could get into. Like, I don't. That's an interesting one for me. Back door, top shelf. Do you think Ed, this has something to do with all of the rapey Japanese porno? Oh, it's so creepy. Very, like anytime I accident, accident, like accidentally, totally, eh, accidentally lick, eh, click on one of those links, yeah. and it's like 
they're in pain and stuff. It's like a weird. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going these, on. Yeah, these the I'm into porno where it's where the chick is able to act like she's also into what's happening there. And when yeah. they're acting like they're not into what's happening there, I'm not into that. Real bummer. Yes, I'm not. And I love that they have to blur. They have to have pubes, and they have to blur them out. Also, yeah. So it's like it's like this uh, this shapeless, yes, uh, dark spot. Yes, it's a it's a dark spot in my heart as well. Yeah, not it's really. It's fan. not good. No, it's not good. Totally disagree. No. Um, Ed. Yeah. We were supposed to have the sauce. The sauce was supposed to be here. To, well, oh, no. well, first we have a life coaching. So it's normally our very own Baller Lifestyle Pop Culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce, joins us at this time. Fancy Sauce is very busy on another project that keeps her away busy. at the time that we record. She's earning. Yes, she's out there making it happen. <laughs> she's, she's your earner. She's hustling out there. One of us has to be. Um, so unfortunately, she's she uh, assured me that she would be back in time to do her segment. But unfortunately, she has not arrived as of yet. She may have gotten an important call or does some did something. But um, that's okay. We have we have life coaching to get to, and then I can I can rustle us up some pop culture stuff to talk about. Um, life coaching. This is a long one, but it's pretty good. What up, guys? In your last episode, what's her name from I Forgot Where? Now, just hold on a second. That's shade. You're throwing shade at our caller, Shannon, from Fort Worth. She's Texas, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I found her to be delightful. I was Delightful? Absolutely. She was great. I think she should call back. I, I, I very much enjoyed her life coaching. And it was, it was short to the point. Yes. Started a good discussion. Yes. It's represented Proud the... Of her. the feminine portion of our audience which we love so no no shade on shannon from fort worth she was fantastic no. um about dealing with spam and email and you two made some good points oh, well that goes without saying i've got a similar issue though every once in a while a theater company would call me about their upcoming play schedule and sometimes Whoa. send me stuff in the mail or worse some other theater would send me stuff in the mail Background. Remember when I sent you guys a life coaching email about a breakup I had about a year and a half ago? You probably don't, but I don't hold that against you. That was in reference to someone I was with who I took to a play on Valentine's Day. When I took her home afterward, that was the last time I've seen her as she would dump me a few days later. I do recall this. Anyway... (laughs) My decision to buy tickets to a play was a one-off decision to do something special for my lady at the time. And now I regret it because these guys think I'm a regular theater goer or that I am at the very least interested in that kind of thing. It's the worst thing someone could know about you or think about you. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty bad thing for a word to get out of. Luckily, when I told them that I wish to not receive any more mail, they've complied. Too bad that hasn't translated to them not calling me from time to time because every time I get calls about upcoming plays (laughs) or some rival theater they sold my contact information to sends me something, it reminds me of my ex 
and how my relationship ended. Not really asking for anything, but at least now I know that if I want to do something like that again for any future girlfriend, I should take whatever precautions necessary to not worry about receiving anything from them. Saludos, Kevin near DC. Well, that, that's a fantastic email. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. This is, this is, he should be glad that he's getting these reminders, right? Because what he did. This, right. This is what he was driven to. Right. What he did was so heinous, so awful that he should be reminded once in a while so he doesn't make the same mistake again, right? Yeah. Plays. Hey, would you like to go to a movie except it's got really bad special effects and they only get one take and it's like, yes. <laughs> like much lower production? Production value, yet you have to pay like seven times the price. Yeah. Remember when you were in 10th grade and in sixth period, they made you go watch the practice of the school play? Well, all yeah. those fucking people got jobs doing this, and they're just as bad as they were then. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I think it, like he said, it, this is just like the email thing. Like, my, my old Hotmail account that I use for, for garbage signups is just the remembrance of things past. Like I one time went to a game, uh, a Maryland at temple game. And ever since in there, yeah. I will get about three emails a day from temple university. Like I, I that was probably 10 years yeah. ago. And I went to or I ordered, uh, 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 tickets to a Yankee game when, when my team was playing at the Yankees and I get like updates on the Yankees every day of the year. Like, like, oh, you know, somebody had a great winter workout, like constant. That's why I have the second email because I, I, I can't be watching that stuff. Yeah, s- same here. And I, I talk, but the phone calls, that's I, I don't understand. Do you? You never did. You use your cell phone. You use your cell phone. Like I use my home phone, and then the phone is muted. You never, you never give people your um, phone number. You never, and yeah, you, and you never answer your phone. And I, as I've alerted on the show before, my voicemail box is full. So you can't leave me a message because I allowed it to get full and I haven't deleted them. So it's impossible to leave me a message anyway, unless you call me at the Baller Lifestyle voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. That's an excellent email, Kevin. Kevin, I'm sorry. Sorry about your breakup, but you know what? It's for the best. It's a good reminder, dude. It's a good reminder. Um, We here at the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters, we Mm -hmm. get no junk mail at this house. And I don't, it's because the person I live with who is also on the show, she is can be a little bit of a bossy person. And so she went up to the mailman one day, and she's like, hey, what's up with all this junk mail? Like, stop putting it in my mailbox. And he's like, well, I can't do that. He's like, they, he's like, I have to put it in there because it's sent to you. And she's like, well, what can, you know, see what you can do for me. And he goes, you know what? I'll do it for you. So he, like, none of those flyers from the grocery store, none of, none of that bullshit that just that just comes to your house none of that gets sent to my house because uh because my partner my life partner demanded that they not place it in my mailbox anymore uh okay i gotta say my when you're you refer to your wife as your partner or your best friend it's not that's that's kind of like i would never say best friend stop it (laughs) i just i'm not it's it's an it's a new thing for me ed it's a new it's a new development in my life, so I'm not. I haven't really come around to using the p- proper terminology. I haven't really. She's been around in your life long enough. That's true. I think that's true. You, you can, 
Just, but partner, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. That, no, you're right. I, I deserve a little shame for that. Speaking of this, this, this just in, another email. This is from our, our good buddy, Ben906, and I think he calls me out. This is a, this is a late edition. Brian, oh. Brian and Ed, during episode 135, I heard something faint around the, the one hour, two minute, 33 second mark. Very, <laughs> very specific. It was the unmistakable ding of a text message alert. I had no idea that people still use their ringer until I started my new job recently where every meeting is a cacophony of bings, beeps, and jingles. The worst part, people fail to turn it on silent even after numerous notifications. And now to find out this practice is kept by one of you two ballers, I need to know which one of you monsters needs to be shamed for having your ringer on. Considering Ed has never sent an emoji before, I was leaning his direction. But then I remembered <laughs> Brian's nickname, Cool Rings Guy. Maybe the ring slash silent switch was accidentally snagged cool ringtone guy. on one of his many, many rings. <laughs> Anything is possible. Keep on being ballers. That's from Ben906. Ben, that's a great email, and I am 100% to blame. But yeah, it's not me. Not you. It's not my phone. My phone is always in the off position. The the there's no sound comes out of my phone. But I I updated my MacBook because I'm I have Apple products in my life. Oh, sometimes when I do yeah. updates, chimes appear on my my MacBook. What happened is is that my my iMessage from my phone is now linked to my computer. So, and even though I turn the sound off and I quit the fucking app, still sometimes a message, somebody will send me a text and it will just pop up on the screen and make a little fucking dinging sound. So that is one, that's one, that's Steve Jobs fault, but two, also my fault. I should never have, have linked the two, synced the two together. Um, but yeah, that was me, but it wasn't my phone. It was my computer that made that noise. I did not, I did not snag the button on one of my many, many cool rings. Did speaking of Steve jobs, did, did you get the terror alert on your phone or is it only in the New York area? You got it. Um, yeah, we don't No, I don't get terror. I have that Amber alert thing turned off. I don't even know how to turn that off. I get the Amber alerts There's, and silver, silver, was it Silver Alert when the old people just get the get Oh, the I don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but yeah, I always laugh when I see that. But no, they like I guess maybe everyone in the New York area or something. Like when there was this New York bomber this weekend, and it said, "Hey, you know, so if you've seen whatever the guy's name was, right. I mean, it was a it was a foreign yes, sounding name to me. He's an Afghan, but there was no there was no picture attached. And I was like, what am I going to do with this information? Yes. Like, I don't... You're going to go ask Are you asking me to do research? Like, if you're going to automatically send me something, show me his face. So, like, if I'm walking down the street and see him... That would help. What, are you going to ask everybody, every uh, foreign-looking person to see their their name? Tell me your name, please, (laughs) sir. And hopefully you don't have a pipe bomb on you. I feel like the bad guy would would, uh, uh, assume an identity. Yeah, he'd be like, uh, he'd be like no, no, I'm John Cocktoes Stone. Yeah, John Cocktoes. Okay, I have some fancy pop stories that we can get to. What do we, got? we are lucky enough to be graced at the last minute by our very own a true pro. pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. She's, she's just here in time to 
help us out with the with the pop culture segment of the show. I have found the stories though this week. Yeah, I, I just got dropped off from my from my chopper. Yes, yes. She just <laughs> she just belayed in from there. What do you call that when you come down the rope? Yeah. She's just g- grappled. I'm, I'm using all the wrong terminology. I don't know what it's called. Can you tell I was never in? I never served in the armed forces. Uh, okay, first story. I think that's clear. this is the big story of the week. Breaking news: Brangelina is no more. Angelina Jolie this has is, this has is big news. Huge news has filed for divorce from dr- the dreamy but a, probably a bit of a dullard Brad Pitt. Um, rumor has it that part of the reason was his partying, possible drug use, drinking. We know the guy likes to smoke a lot of weed. He's definitely about that reefer he, life. He's all about that reefer life. But this has also been reported. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Also, alleged affair with his co-star. Apparently... Angelina Jolie went old school and sicked a private eye on to follow a brother Seamus. Yes, to follow. She would too. She's the. T- she seems like the type. Totally. To get to the bottom and have like a file on you. Yes, totally. She sicked a private eye. Like I thought. I thought broads just check the phone these days. And like, isn't that the move? You just check the phone. It's it's my understanding. My life experience that they just look on your phone and then <laughs> things come out. Um, apparently, she hired a private eye, and the rumor is that Brad Pitt has been cozying up to his allied, and that's the name of a movie that he's filming, co star and French temptress Marion Cotillard. Uh, any thoughts, either of you? Ed Daly, are you familiar with Marion Cotillard? I believe she's an Oscar winner. Yeah, she played uh, Edith, what is it, Edith Piaf yeah. yes. in some French movie. She's a sexy French um, actress. Yeah. She was in Inception or something? She was in one of those kind of yeah, movies. Yeah, I think it was Inception. She was in Batman vs. Um, Superman, which I watched on a plane, which was awful. Okay, continue. I, I honestly don't... I, I mean, I feel sort of sad when I hear nah, people get break either. up, but like the the... The thing that made me the saddest was when I heard Danny DeVito and uh, Rhea Perlman were breaking up, and then they got back right. together. That was that was the celebrity because nobody belongs together more than those. That's two. so but, true. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I don't know. That's, that's I don't really have much thoughts. I'm kind of sad, but I don't really care. I need to give this the shelf life that it had. To be honest, oh, totally, totally agree. But imagine, like Brad, you're kind of stoner. And yeah. you have you have this life that gets completely out of control. You have a million children. You're yeah. never in one place for more than six weeks. Um, your wife seems completely humorless yes. and has political aspirations. And you know you have half your children are adopted and probably have you know issues that yeah. come with you know what? adopted kids. Well, why and do they have issues? One of them is trans. Ch- you just want to chill. Or appears to be trans. You want to Well, you I mean, he, a- they, they must have been in love. They were at it up for a long time with a lot sure. of kids. Like, I don't... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what... I don't know. I think, I don't think that, that his life got a little out of, out of hand. But relationships end. And I agree with That's Kate. True. This broad seems like she is no fun. She She's seems a little joyless so dour looking. <laughs> and I don't know her, but Has I, I can still judge from afar. She's laughing ever. She's, she's a humanitarian, she doesn't, right? She doesn't smile. She does. She, she, did, she, mean, yeah, she's she's, so she does a lot of stuff. She's so gaunt 
and bony. Yeah, but and we're not going to pick on our looks. That is not sexy. Well, She's I'm just saying it's not not inde- indicative of somebody that's living a healthy lifestyle. That's all I'll say. And it has to be a little annoying when you got when you're rich as fuck and you're like, hey, let's go let's go party for a couple of weeks at our place in the south of France, Miraval. And she's like, actually, no, let's go dig out flood victims in Cambodia and you're or Bangladesh. And you're like, hey, can we send a check? Like, I want to I want to live my life. So uh, it seems to me that these two would have diver- diverged a while ago. I just like the fact that he's bang. He met her when he was married to somebody else and he met her on set. And now it looks like he may have met someone else on set. This is a, this is what you call a pattern. Behavior. Tiger can't change his stripes, right? right? That's Hashtag right. cheetah for life. And the thing is, is that you're like, these guys have it thrown at them left and right. It's like, it would be hard not to accidentally fall into some ass once in a while. There's, yeah. This I mean, is the, this is the list of good looking actors that had long successful marriages. Paul, Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. There's two things going That's on it. here. Yeah. It's yeah. either A, he wanted just a bit of side action to liven things up. Yeah. Or B, he wanted to blow the whole thing yeah. up. Yeah, it happens. But, I mean, they were together like a ten long years, time, right? Years. Yeah. I mean, I feel a 10-year marriage, ultimately they, they broke up. I feel that's a success. Totally. They had kids. Oh, no, like, I they guess. Had, you know? Yeah. No, I'm good for that. I, I mean, whatever. I totally agree. A failure either. I totally ten, agree. Yes. 10 years and six yeah. years. When you have those, like, Britney Spears marriages that last, like, a month, totally agree. then you're like, wow, that, that's a Yeah, a 10 years is a, that's a long, relationships oftentimes run their course. That's true. You know, it's not all animals mate for life and it's hard work. And not sometimes all relationships are meant to last. You're a different person. Forever. You're a different person yeah. now than you were 10 years ago. And sometimes that brings you closer together. And sometimes you got a hot French broad that you're making out with for work every day. And you're like, well, why not? Uh, okay. Jim Carrey, guys. Speaking of crazy people, Jim Carrey. And this is, I don't know where to go on this. He's being sued by his ex-girlfriend, we talked about this on the show, his ex-girlfriend, like a few days after they broke up, uh, died in a fatal overdose that may have been a suicide. Mm, and the, the pills that she took were prescribed to Jim Carrey under his alias, Arthur King. And now, I guess that his girlfriend had a husband. And the girlfriend's husband, or strange husband, is now, in what seems like a cash grab, suing Jim Carrey for wrongful death. And Carrey, there's a quote, What a terrible shame, Carrey 54 said in a statement. It would be easy for me to get in a back room with this man's lawyer and make this go away. But there are some moments in your life when you have to stand up and defend your honor against the evil in this world. I will not tolerate this heartless attempt to exploit me or the woman I loved. Kat's troubles were born long before I met her, and sadly, her tragic end was beyond anyone's control. I really hope that someday soon people will stop trying to profit from this and let her rest in peace. Guys? Whether it was from a publicist or not, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, a truthful good statement stance. and good for yeah. him. Because he could have he written this guy a million dollar check and no one would have known, been any the wiser. But it's, this is a tragedy. And, you know, a lot of times 
tragedies happen. And just because someone rich was associated with the tragedy doesn't mean you can get rich off the tragedy as well. Because if someone, guess what? If someone wants to take their own life bad enough, if they're in a place that, where they're that mm-hmm. depressed, yeah. eventually they will be successful unless they get the help they need. Right. right, Kate? Yeah. You, you with me there? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For once. And there doesn't always have to be someone to blame. That's right. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, people, this, people, no. this wasn't about blaming no. someone. People this needing was to have personal blame demons. Yes. It's, a, it's a bizarre it's, thing. It's a tragedy. Yeah. So when someone dies by their own hand, it is nothing but a tragedy yeah. because the, the, this person was living in a place where they thought that the only way they could get relief was through these means. And that's awful. I th- even if I think in the case a- of like a Conrad Murray or Elvis's doctor, they're culpable because they're they're right. pumping That's them true. with stuff, but yeah, they're would, on the payroll. This is, I would agreed. argue that the right. saddest thing about suicide is that feeling is often very fleeting. Yeah. And then it goes away. That's but what it, they say. If, if you're successful it's, during that fleeting yeah. moment, yeah. You know. They, they've interviewed people that have survived and jump, that, jumping off the Golden that Gate Bridge. That I think is the saddest thing. And they say, right. the first thing to a man, the first thing they thought when they stepped off the bridge was, I didn't want to do it. Why the fuck did I just do that? Yep. Oh. I didn't need to do that. Oh, Did you see that movie, The Bridge? No, but I heard about it, and I know that's in it. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't it watch a, it like that. Haunting. You know, it was a bad idea. To I don't want to watch that. But I know. <laughs> I know about that portion of it because I read about it, and it's it's not that bad. If you're if you're in that place right now, if shit feels like it's bad and it's never going to get better, it is going to get better. It's Just ask anybody for help. Just reach out to anyone. Someone and in your family want to help. help you. Yes. People want to help you, and it is not that bad, and there's a, there's a way to feel better. You, you don't have to feel like this. Okay, more Splitsville news, and this is a tough one, too. Hmm. Anthony Bourdain, personal hero of mine, has split with his MMA fighter wife, Atavia. These two were married for nine years, and it sounds like it's a pretty uh, amicable, bre- amicable breakup. Probably brought on. She didn't choke hold them out. Probably or brought. I follow them both on Instagram, and they're both very into jujitsu. Uh, she's extremely like she's a, a very much like she's a very accomplished. Yes, she's a she's a fighter. Um, it probably has something to do with this guy Anthony Bourdain's travel schedule. He is on the road like a couple hundred days a year, which would be a strain on any marriage. Ed Daly, any thoughts on Tony Bourdain and his divorce from his beautiful jiu-jitsu fighter wife, Otavia? <laughs> uh, I mean, my same views on relationships. It went nine yeah. years, you know. It's a good one. Good enough, but sorry it didn't work out. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm just not that into Bourdain, but not, not into him. Yeah. But I did read, like, literally minutes before the show started that he answered definitively, and I, I'm proud of him, said a hot dog is not a sandwich. No, of course not. Somebody asked him, and he took a hard stance. I was thinking, thank God more people are saying this. Because yeah, in you. the last year, I've heard a few people claim it's a well, sandwich. Well, here's, here, here's all you need on that one. Is a burger uh, a sandwich? If you, have, if you have a hot dog in a bun in your hand, what are you eating? Okay. You're eating, You're a, eating hot a hot dog. I have a question. Is a burger a sandwich? Hold on. If you, Same family. If you take the hot dog... Out of the bun and you throw the bun away, what are you holding? A hot dog. Yes, hot dog, not a sandwich. Yeah. 
The Earl of Sandwich didn't have a hot dog. Same it reason. Sliced a, meat. Same reason a burger it's, is not a sandwich. Tony Bourdain is a goddamn hero. Kate McManus, do you are you concerned for Tony Bourdain? Do you think he will be able to land on his feet? Is this is this a man that will be able to get back out in the dating I'm, world after this and and find love again? I'm pretty sure Tony is going to be just fine. He's he's he. Also, is he good looking? Also, Tony. Yes, is he? He he is. He is? he is one of these guys that women. He definitely has sex appeal. Yes, of course. Sure. Oh, women. Oh, really? Yes. I never. I wouldn't have guessed oh, yeah. that. Women. Yeah. Women like Tony Bourdain I'm, for sure. I'm a fan. Yeah, including ones. He's, he's from my wife's hometown. In the studio, right here. Where Where is his hometown? Rhode Island. Jersey. Oh, he's from Jersey. Leonia, New Jersey. Uh, okay, and one Next. more. Final story. Renowned Aussie. Holocaust denier <laughs> and original he's so, he's so great. original Mad Max. We're pretty proud of, to call him Mel Gibson. Now there was a guy who was dreaming. He was was and was. apparently he still is, and he's still very potent. You know, guys, there is a way to make it so that you cannot you can just rock and fire as much as you want, and no one will get pregnant. But Mel Gibson probably doesn't believe in that because congratulations to him. <laughs> He is about to have his ninth child. Whoa. Me- Sean Kemp. Mel Gibson is 60. His, his girlfriend is 26 years old. She's called Rosalind Ross. They've been together for two years. She's expecting sometime next year. He had seven kids with his original wife, who he's married to for like 30 years, and then one with some rando afterward who had to sue him and he had left all these really like irate messages, voicemails for her and uh, announced that he was having to give up his. That's the one he was like, you will shut up and blow yeah, he's, me. He's like, yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I have to get rid of my, um, my box at the Laker game now. Cause, cause she wanted money for the kid. Uh, well now he's having a ninth kid. Good for you. And also his, um, his oldest child is 36 years old, which is 10 years older than his current girlfriend. Kate McManus, uh, you and Mel Gibson are from the same country. What do you think about the president of Australia, Mel Gibson? He's basically my dad. Yeah. I'm just Googling. He's old pic- enough to be your dad. Googling pictures of the new girlfriend, and she just looks like a younger version of the other one that he had. The Oksana Grigorieva? Yeah, Oksana, the yeah. one who recorded mm-hmm. the phone call. She's young, and she's got like long black hair. Yeah, um, she, I, she doesn't look as Eastern Euro, but she, um, yeah, he definitely has a as a type. Yes, for sure. Um, Ed Daly, I you, don't even know what to do with this guy. Ed Daly, at all. you love Lethal Weapon, and you love that one, the <laughs> the beheading of the Christ or whatever that he did. What What are your thoughts on uh, Mel Passion Gibson and Christ. his ninth grossing movie ever? Ninth child. Uh, I think. Just coming, I'm I'm sort of coming out of the young kid zone. I've got a first and third grader now, so like, yes. but what you what you realize is like, to be a good dad, you got to have a lot of energy, like be able to get on the floor with the kid. And I I could definitely see Mel Gibson doing that at sixty. It seems like he's yeah, got that no, kind of no, energy with no, the kid. No. And you got to be patient. Yes. And I could totally see. I mean, that is a guy that seems really patient and and understanding and kind. And you want to teach them kindness and manners. I, I gotta say, I can't think yes. of a more uh, more suited yes. a guy suited to be parent than this Mel is, Gibson. This, this is Mel Gibson. Hey, look, honey, if you need me, call the bar t- bartender at Moonshadow so you have the number <laughs> because that's where I'll be in my Bentley. Um, Ed, or Kate Rosalind Ross 
is the most decorated American Ooh, vaulter of all time. Is that she, true? Yes, she is. She, like you, is an equestrian. Oh, I need to do some so more research. All of a sudden, you you like her a lot more now, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, well, before we go, we have like, oh, some Patreon, oh, some some subscribers that I would like to give a shout Patreon. out to. Patreon.com slash The Baller Lifestyle, where you can contribute to the show. You can give a few bucks or more than a few bucks to us each and every month if you choose to do so as a reward for this entertainment. Patreon.com slash The Baller Lifestyle. Kate, who hooked us up this week? Um, Steve Beninga. Wow. Oh. I know Steve. Thank you, Steve. I know Steve. He's a big uh, contributor to our Facebook page Thank as well. Thank you, Steve. Yep. Yeah. Shannon Myers. Shannon? Is that a, do we know if that's a um, female or male? Oh, maybe that's Shannon in Fort Worth that called in. I think in. that's right. Yes, Shannon. That sounds Thank about you, right. Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Alex Rutledge. Alex. Big, big pledge. Thank you Alex so much. Alex Trebek. Really very generous pledge. I know Alex. Great guy. Thank you, Alex. Oh. Um, Will Carlton. Well, Will Carlton. Good friend of the ball of lifestyle. I happen to know him personally. Hey. Great guy. Will Carlton is two two names from the Fresh oh, Prince. Oh, interesting. Yeah, two characters from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Lastly, I'd like to shout out um, somebody who made a very generous donation to us. I don't know if they wanted to be shouted out, but yes. Matthew... Richards, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. You are the man. We, re- we really appreciate we, you guys. We appreciate all of you. No yes. matter what amount you're donating, yes. it really means a lot. We, we, that, yeah, that's, it's that's very cool. True. We, of course, would do this for free. We've been doing it for free for a long time. And just, just the, a little bit of recognition just means so much that you guys are listening and that you, it, you put some value on this. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. It's cool. We would do it for free, but we're we're very I cool mean, with you making sure it's right. not we, for free. We would prefer not to do it for free. We <laughs> would prefer to do it for a job. Uh, okay. Excellent job. As always, everyone involved. Ed Daly, fantastic work. Nice work, everybody. Kate McManus, sto- we know you're very busy. I'm a little busy, but it's nice to be back Stoked on the mic. Stoked you could make it into the show <laughs> and help us out. Um, as always, thanks again, guys, um, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 136 of the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 